This is the San Francisco Experience with your host, Jim Hurley. Season 5, Episode 8, Gun Sales Soar Across the United States. September 2020 was the sixth highest month on record for gun sales, with 1,920,000 new guns sold in the United States, according to FBI data. That breaks down to about 1.2 million handguns and 720,000 long guns, that is to say, rifles and shotguns. That represents a 67% increase in sales over September 2019. We are on target to exceed 20 million new firearm sales in this country during 2020, adding to the existing private arsenal of 400 million weapons in private ownership in this country of 330 million people. That is more than one firearm for every man, woman, and child in America, and then some. No other major nation on earth tolerates and permits such a profusion of firearms in the hands of civilians, and 2020 has been an especially stressful year with surging demand. In fact, the 20 million weapons sold this year represent a 5% increase to the 400 million weapons, which are the private stock here in the United States, as if we didn't have enough. But there have been several key reasons for this year's surge in firearm purchases. According to the National Shooting Sports Foundation, the NSSF, which tracks gun purchases, the boom began in March with the national emergency declaration of the coronavirus pandemic. In the first four months of the year, a total of 6.5 million gun purchases were run through the National Gun Registry, known as the NCIS, in Washington, which represented a 48% jump over last year. According to NSSF, in May, 40% of buyers were first-time gun owners, which is a 67% increase over last year. The average price for a gun was $595, and most of the purchases were for semi-automatic guns. 25% of new owners had had some firearm training, and of those who had no training, 63% inquired about upcoming classes or where they could receive some instruction. When Americans are concerned about personal safety, they buy firearms. It's what we do. And again, the national insecurity that is feeding surging demand for guns started in the first quarter 
with the COVID-19 pandemic. The demand continued to grow with the social unrest, which continued throughout the summer with the killing of George Floyd. Add to that the nationwide move to defund and in some cases disband urban police forces and the rush for personal security and protection with a gun has culminated in September's record monthly sales, 1,920,000 new weapons. October figures are not yet available, but they are expected to be in a similar range to the September numbers because throughout the year, the sales of weapons have steadily increased. So the four horsemen of the gun apocalypse in the United States, namely COVID-19, the George Floyd murder, defunding law enforcement, and political uncertainty around gun ownership, have driven this historical binge buying of firearms by private citizens. Past firearm spikes have occurred when people feared possible new legal restrictions, such as what happened after the Sandy Hook massacre, which saw a jump of 3 million new sales and 1.6 million new sales after the San Bernardino terrorist attack. Protest to curb guns after the Parkland massacre led to a 700,000 new gun sale spike. These gun sales are based on background checks by the FBI before a firearm is sold by a licensed dealer. And they're thought to be a pretty accurate proxy for actual sales. The 2020 spike is different, however, from those concerns about limiting access to firearms. And the spike is more due to personal safety concerns caused by the pandemic, the lockdowns, unemployment, and economic insecurity as a whole. Add on an overlay of new evidence of racial injustice in policing, widespread riots and protest, and as we said earlier, defunding of law enforcement and the police, and you have a perfect storm. The first quarter surge seems to have been caused by a general sense of national apprehension. The onset of protest fueled another firearm surge in demand with the public discussion of Black Lives Matter and police defunding seemed to grow and increase across the United States. It even entered into the presidential campaign and has been discussed by both the president and former Vice President Joe Biden. As a result, firearm sales in June, for instance, were the highest on record, 
for a total of 309 million guns sold in that one month alone. That was 1.4 million firearms sold than is usual in the month of June. Firearm sales in the United States have a certain element of seasonality to them. Typically during uh, summer months, sales increase, primarily for driven by sporting reasons. And uh, so it was not surprised it's not surprising to see an increase in June numbers and summertime numbers, but this year, the June numbers were 1.4 million more than they were last year. Along with the general concern about personal security, the Brookings Institute, which is a Washington-based think tank, argues that racial tensions in our society contributed to the June spike in sales. Brookings examined this theory by analyzing Google Trends data, where they tracked searches for a common racial epithet as a measure of anti-Black racial animus. The presence of so many guns complicates discussions of public policy in the political arena and in the presidential debate arena. Injustices committed by the police and systemic racism in society need to end. It's concerning that as the national dialogue on race has gotten underway, gun sales have been increasing. So as citizens perceive that public safety services provided by the police and law enforcement in general are being reduced, they seek to protect themselves by buying their own weapons. There is great public skepticism that reducing and limiting police services will make society safer. It's counterintuitive. On the contrary, and when added to racial tension, it is not surprising that one of the unintended consequences of, quote, reimagining the police, unquote, is a surge in gun sales, as average citizens seek to provide themselves and their families with protection. The legal basis for gun ownership in the United States is clear, and it's enumerated as a fundamental right in the U.S. Constitution, namely the Second Amendment. The right to bear arms, like any of our constitutionally protected rights, is not absolute, however. Federal, state, and local laws govern many aspects of firearm ownership, such as the National Gun Registry, the waiting period, assault weapons limited limits, red flag warnings, ammunition limits, among many others. Open carry laws, a rural and sporting gun culture, and our Western pioneer traditions of gun ownership also contribute to our unique gun culture and help to explain 
why we have over 400 million firearms in private hands in America. But before we move on to review California's gun laws, it's important to remember that in a sense, millions of Americans have opted out of the firearm regulatory environment, making gun control almost voluntary. Of the 400 million firearms in private circulation, the vast majority are not registered, they are not regulated, nor are they trackable by law enforcement. Some are antique and barely usable, but millions of guns are owned by otherwise law-abiding citizens who eschew what they see as overly burdensome gun controls, and they take comfort in the fact that the Second Amendment of the U.S. Constitution guarantees their right to bear arms. Then, of course, there is also the criminal element, either organized crime or freelancers, which control tens of millions of weapons that we estimate very conservatively. They represent a parallel force in society which achieve their illegal goals by force of arms. But California has some of the most strict laws on guns in the United States. We are a state of 40 million people. And as I said, we have some of the most strict gun control laws in the country. California also has the largest prison population in the country and one of the highest rates of criminal gun violence in the country. So there, there's an anomaly at play between the strict control of guns and high crime rates, huge prison populations, and general gun violence. Other states, such as New York and Illinois, with strict gun control laws, also have high crime rates, like California. This anomaly of high crime existing in parallel with tough gun controls is a likely subject for a future podcast episode, which we won't consider today. But let me give you an example of how you can buy a gun in California. First of all, California's constitution does not guarantee a right to a gun. However, the U.S. Constitution takes precedence over the California Constitution, so Californians are guaranteed under the U.S. Constitution the right to own a gun. That's number one. Number two, gun sellers in the state of California may not advertise. A buyer goes to a licensed gun shop, a licensed gun dealer, and the buyer fills out an application to buy a gun. That application is sent to the California Department of Justice in the state capital, Sacramento. And they do, the Department of Justice, does a background check on the applicant. Once the application is approved, that application is valid for 30 days. 
So during that 30 days with that application, the buyer may purchase a gun. However, when the gun is purchased, the, bu the buyer is still subject to a 10-day waiting period. So number one, you have the application. The application is valid for 30 days once approved by the Department of Justice of California. And then when you purchase the gun, there's still a 10-day waiting period before you can take possession of it. So it's a two-step process, which really is meant to call it a cooling off period, if you will. Private party sales must be through a licensed dealer. Of course, the criminal element doesn't pay any attention to that, but law-abiding citizens, of course, do pay attention to it. A handgun safety certificate program is also in effect. Since 2013, all semi-automatic weapon, semi weapons sold in California are actually stamped so that they can be traced afterwards. Concealed carry of weapons is governed by each of the 54 counties in the state, and it's very rarely issued in California. In other states, concealed carry is quite common and readily issued, but in California, concealed carry is very unusual and very difficult to obtain. There are also a host of other California laws which govern ammunitions as well as bans on assault weapons. Guns, of course, in California must be kept in a safe, which is locked and isolated from children and minors. The other 49 states in the Union have a broad array of regulations ranging from light touch to much more restrictive regulations. 44 states have seven Second Amendment type provisions in their state constitutions. Reciprocity between states is not really standard. And firearm owners are subject to the laws, the gun laws of the state in which they're located and carrying their gun rather than their state of residence. And in many cases, especially in the West, state gun laws are considerably less restrictive than federal laws. But one of the more controversial but necessary laws which many states have adopted are the red flag laws. And such laws allow a judge to issue an order to temporarily confiscate firearms of a person who presents an imminent threat to others and themselves. But these laws have proven to be very controversial and they are passed on a state-by-state -state basis as opposed to a federal basis. So here in the United States, we have three levels of jurisdiction which govern gun ownership. We have the federal rights and obligations level, we have the state level, which governs sale and tracking of applications and ownership. But again, states vary from light touch to very restrictive, such as in California. And in closing, 100,000 Californians have bought a gun 
since the onset of the coronavirus. Researchers at UC Davis found that 110,000 people in California bought a gun in direct response to COVID-19, and about 47,000 of them were first-time gun buyers. One of the reasons cited for their gun purchase was the release of tens of thousands of prisoners from California prisons in response to COVID-19 cases in the prison system. So that was another reason that uh, caused thousands of Californians to go out and buy guns. So in looking back at the unprecedented 2020 surge in gun sales in this country, we do so against the backdrop of 400 million firearms already in the hands of Americans, as well as 50 different state and hundreds of local jurisdictions that govern gun ownership. The unique circumstances of 2020 have clearly fueled the gun boom, though we, we cannot forecast if 2020 will be equally strong for gun sales. My guess is that a surge such as we've experienced in 2020 is going to take another year or two to peter out and to get back to normal gun purchase conduct. My sources for today's podcast include the Brookings Institution, the Rifleman, Statisa, and the Guardian. This has been the San Francisco Experience with your host, Jim Herlihy, reporting from America's favorite city, San Francisco. Mm -hmm.